Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 514 of the Drunk Test Show Podcast. I'm as always. I'm Tyler. Enjoy me. We have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Yes, yes, man. I feel so fucking good right at this moment. And not just because that it's an end of another work week, but because I've been playing so much freaking Splatoon 3, I am just jonesing for more of that. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you, man, it's like the Splatfest has been going on for at least now the second day. And I'll tell you what, man, it's like the hierarchy in terms of the Splatfest and stuff, it's like you have a bunch of the teams that are like harder like that, that are freaking like difficult to play against right and it's like mm-hmm. you're going through you're supporting your teams you're doing the best you can and stuff but sometimes you just match with a whole bunch of different people and your team just completely just blows <laughs> you know yeah. it just completely oh yeah just, it's like you can tell when people just want to go through and just participate into something and then just leave you to try to do all the shit yourself because uh i'll tell you what man it's like Number of matches I've had during last night. And I played that damn game for like about five hours last night because it's like I was playing some bit of that. Then once I was done doing that, finished off with some single player missions and whatsoever. But oh man, the amount of times I actually won different matches with my team for Team Grub, I'm like, eh, I could count them all on one hand. Mm. But at the same time, I did have a good amount of fun experiences playing certain matches and then like getting to certain situations that uh is kind of hilarious and also how effective you can do like stealth kill stuff when like when you're just hiding in the ink and stuff and i'm going past you and then all of a sudden it's like they're right they're like right in front of you right and they don't know you're there and then it's like they turn around and all of a sudden you just pop up and just <laughs> just stealth kill them and just go on yeah. your very way <laughs> yeah oh man but uh, other than that, though, other than that, not too much. I mean, I'm definitely going to be going on vacation fairly soon. i got like a three-day work week coming up, plus all sorts of various other crap happening at home. So, I'm just good right at this moment. How about yourself, Tyler? Doing all right as well, you know. Uh, long work week as always, but, uh, you know, yeah, it's been a nice little weekend uh, so far. Uh, I also uh, partake in the uh, splatoon 3 uh gables and i are a we are pro grub um oddly enough though as of right now i uh, recording this um it is 11 16 uh central time on saturday night the 24th uh so a little over halfway through the uh splat fest uh yep. team grub which if you're on a, on a island a stranded a deserted island and you can only bring fun gear or grub you would think grub would be the number one obvious answer uh no uh apparently this world is stupid and <laughs> they want fun number one gear number two um okay well you guys are dumb uh i, I guess though if like i'm gonna be stuck on a deserted island uh with no end in sight i'd rather just have a fun time uh and d- die quickly than uh have food and just be stranded for a long time i don't know uh but uh yeah, I'm kind of with you, Gables. Uh, it's it's uh, it's it's hard out there for a, a grub, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, no. But otherwise, you know, no, you know me, clanging and banging as always. Uh, been a like I said, a long, rough week. Uh, but um, hopefully, I might help my parents get a. They got a new furniture yesterday, and nice. my parents are giving me their old couch. 
Uh, it's nice. only a couple of years old. It's like a twenty, like an over two thousand dollar couch. And I have this hey. like couch I got when I moved in that was like three hundred dollars, and I've been laying on it forever. And it was just like uh, when uh, my ex and I we we bought like it was like a couch love seat combo for like five hundred bucks. I'm like, this is just for now. Uh, and then like we'll just sit on it for like because like we moved in and like the thing we picked out we literally couldn't fit to get into the apartment because um, the hallways are so too small here it's just kind of weirdly shaped uh so we're like okay well we'll just get these this small couch and love seat set here and then and you know, when we move out in a year or so we'll just uh we'll throw these out and we'll get it we'll, we'll get some good ones stuff and then uh well three and a half years later i'm still living here and i've still uh got that that couch and love seat sitting over here for i bought and i mean it's it's fine hey like a very good investment on my end uh less than 100 bucks a year of what i'm paying for these things but uh definitely ready uh it's got like it's like a nice like poofy couch and it's got like reclining seats and everything so it's gonna be pretty nice. sweet and pretty uh pretty cool cool af as the kids say um i don't know if kids still say that but i say it now so probably not they probably don't <laughs> yeah how do, how do you do fellow kids yeah uh we see Gables in his with his backwards hat sitting backwards in his chair again um, when he says that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, no, but it's it's whatever. Uh, but Gables, you're mentioning you got a a, a vacation come up here. I also have yeah. a vacation come up here soon. And you want to know why I have a vacation? Because Extra Life is happening November fifth. Uh, yeah, uh, it is happening. Like I said, November fifth, the first Saturday of November. Uh, we do this every year. Uh, it's a yep. cool thing. I believe this will be year 13, I want to say. Um, 13 or 14. And we play games for 24 straight hours to help kids uh, at the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Uh, yes. You can pick any hospital in the United States or Canada. Uh, you can sign up. Go to extra-life.org, uh, and you'll find it. It'll pop right up for you. And you can, like I said, sign up, participate yourself, or you can donate to others. And um, like I said, you when you sign up yourself, you could pick uh, Gables. He picked the the Children's Hospital in Seattle. I picked yep. the Children's Hospital in Iowa City. Uh, that's the one. If if you are a football fan at all, or if you know, uh, it's the Iowa City Hospital that connected to the Iowa Hawkeye uh, football stadium. So at the end of every first quarter, they turn and wave to all the kids that are in the hospital watching the game. So it's really cool. Like the, the kids can actually. Uh, the the hospital is so tall they can actually the kids get to go up with the families and watch the game from the hospital really cool thing and um, at the end of the very first quarter they do the wave as we call it um, I don't want to go do this but I I decided to wear my Portillo Konami shirt instead of my do the wave shirt should have wore that instead uh, since Iowa did actually win the game today but um yeah uh, so yeah uh, we do that uh, this will be year eleven for me this will be year ten for Gables. A uh, really cool thing that uh, everybody does. Uh, I think they've raised over $80 million in their time to doing this. Uh, go just goes up, up every year. I think last year they raised over $12 million. Uh, so, like I said, a really cool thing. You play games for 24 straight hours, and you raise awareness and uh, just kind of get to take donations to help kids out. Um, so, really cool thing. I think when we get closer, Gables and I are going to sit down. We'll just do – maybe we'll just do a podcast about um, kind of our, th- like, thoughts – and uh, tips and plans for extra life this year. Yeah, um, that's said. Yeah, maybe like a month because um, we are. It's it's crazy. We're like five six weeks out now from that thing. Um, so yeah, like when when I added that when I was thinking about last week, I'm like, oh my god, that's like not even two months away. And now here it's just getting close. Like next week's gonna be October. 
um, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, man. I, just thinking of it not right now, one, it's crazy that it's getting that close to Extra Life, but two, if I'm going to be sitting my freaking ass down for 24 hours and stuff, it's got to be in another goddamn chair because this... <laughs> This chair, this chair that I'm fucking sitting in right now, it pisses me off because every time you get sweat or something like that, it's literally like just going just like sticks onto the goddamn wooden mm-hmm. chair. Yeah, you got a wooden Gables. So people don't know, Gables' old chair broke a few weeks ago. It's so the last like yep. three episodes. He's been sitting in this wooden chair. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how he does it because it, it's actually I, a mixture of like a wooden chair, but it's got a fucking metal back railing and stuff. Oh god, yeah. And uh, the thing about it is I've had it for, like, a good solid three or four years, right? And, like, my mom was using it at one point, and all of a sudden it's like, well, it was in the hallway. Might as well use it. And yeah. I'll tell you what, <laughs> after about a week and a half or so of sitting in this chair, I'm like, yeah, I'm just about done with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I like, I so I, this chair I have here, um, people. For, yeah. Sorry for audio listeners. Um, you should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just look up Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. You'll find us and subscribe and follow ring the bell all that fun stuff and if you if you are listening to us anywhere else or if you listen to us on youtube thank you um hit that like button hit the like button over by gable's junk area it makes it very happy and look at the show notes you'll find all the links to all of our podcasts and twitter and facebook and all that but i bought this chair five years ago it's like 200 bucks um, i don't know that's a lot of money for me i don't know if that's a lot for a chair uh but um it's not like it's not like a crazy like the awesome brand or anything i found it gables remember That's... the store staplers no no i don't <laughs> it was like an office it was like an office depot type store um so oh, i dude. bought it from there like five years ago <laughs> so uh-huh. and that place is no longer around maybe i should have waited like maybe like one more year i probably got this for like 50 bucks but uh yeah it's not bad but i i, I this is even like so i literally bought this the week before extra life in 2017 yeah. and i've been sitting in it for the last this will be my fifth, wait, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, six extra life in this chair. Um, and it's, it's a comfortable chair. I, I, when we do this, we'll usually bullshit for an hour or two and then we do the podcast. So usually I'll sit in this thing for three, three and a half, four, up to four hours when we do this every Saturday night. And I'm, I feel idea, good. Though. I feel comfortable. Uh, my yeah. back doesn't hurt. My ass feels good. Um, but yeah, in this thing, Gables, I don't think there's any chair any bed, anything that is comfortable for 24 straight hours. So when I do this, I usually put a pillow on my back and I'll put like, uh, like a towel down eventually on this thing to sit on because yeah, it, uh, there's just, there's nothing comfortable. Um, uh, after about hour 12, you're just like, you're just trying to find a position to get, comf- get good in. Uh, but yeah, <sighs> extra life, extra dash life dot work people. Dude, I'll tell you one thing though. You did give me a good idea because my fucking Office Depot is liquidating a lot of this shit. I'm gonna go by there and see if I can find something decent. You have a fucking Office Depot still? Well, we had an Office Depot, but yet it's going out of business in about another. Okay, that may Gables. This still doesn't make sense to me. The fact there's an Office Depot still still around, and you did you? Wow. Okay. Um, You want to hear something really crazy? In the span of the past three years, one. Our GameStop closed down. Two, I'm so sorry for that. Our freaking JC Penney's closed down. Three, the Sears building that we had closed down, and now the Office Depot thing closed down as well. Gables, JC Penney's and Sears were like two of our biggest businesses on this side of my town in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, like they were. They made up the mall. We have a mall called Southridge Mall, and it's like yeah. the the it was like the hangout place of like my parents' youth and my youth. 
And yeah. by the time my sister was born and she was like of like that teenage age, it was like a shell of itself. Um, wow. And like, but it had like the JCPenney and Sears in there. And those things have been gone for over a decade. So it's hilarious to me that you just lost those things. Uh, because Dude. like we lost those, like those were like the main points of our town and we lost them over a decade ago. That's the thing, man, because I live so far out, like from the bigger cities and stuff like that. They're finally now closing down. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes more deadly shells than their former self. Yeah. That makes more sense. It's the guy because you live in small towns. They probably, they, they, um, they last a lot longer. So, our problem is like, yeah. Well, you guys have a fucking Kmart? Really? We We had a Kmart (laughs) in Los Angeles. We had a Kmart in Fort Angeles until like about '97. That was back. In- <laughs> I just I don't know why. Everybody keep mentioning these stores, and you're like, "Well, we had one." <laughs> oh. Oh. oh man, this is one of those. It's just one of those things, listeners, to where it's like you... I'm crying. It's like when you go through and you have a whole bunch of these different type of retailers and all these different stores and you have fond memories of like growing up like actually getting some of your games or getting some of the other stuff oh. right there and then all of a sudden they go through and just start closing down randomly and shit. <laughs> when I mention Kmart, I'm thinking retroactively because the last time I was in a Kmart was back in 1997 and that was when they were liquidating their Super <laughs> Nintendo and 64 games. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I remember having a... We had a Kmart, like, we lost the Kmart in, like, probably the 90s as well, but there was one on the other side of town. Um, That was, like, the more the ghetto area of town. Oh. And uh, there was a Super Kmart as well, and, yeah, those those are long gone. So I was, I thought, like, I'm like, are you telling me there's still, like, there was Kmarts recently, and then you said we had one in 97. Dude, Tyler, there are still Kmart's open in across oh the United God. States, how? including in Washington State, and I don't know how. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is, man. Okay. This is fucking. Like, oh, this is like. I don't know how we got from extra life to this, but we're here. Um, I mentioned Office Depot, and you're like Office yeah. Depot. Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't know what a stapler, a sta- staples, staples, no. not staplers, staples. Yeah, that was a. Yeah. You want to hear? You want to hear something pretty funny, Tyler? Yeah. We had a Staples, too. <laughs> I'm sure you did. That's where I got this shit from. Uh, five years ago. And then it was gone like a year later. Um, okay. I got to. Oh. This is a video game podcast where we talk about video games. I swear to you. Uh, we're, we're 15 minutes in. And we're just now going to get to that stuff. But uh, wow. If you suck through that. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write down a section if we talk about Kmart for a little bit. Uh, but, um... Okay, so we go from the Extra Life stuff... Yeah, now we're going to talk now, about topics. Let's go into the agenda. <laughs> yes, let's get into the agenda this week. Kind of a... We, you know, it's been a pretty crazy video game stretch of news, it feels like, for, like, uh, for quite a while. Um... Yes. It's really since like Gamescom, I would say, for like a month. And then and then we have like we have like a mini E three going on with like Ubisoft and the D twenty three and we had the state of play and we had the Nintendo Direct and all that. Um we're getting we're getting back down to like normal times. Usually like it feels like when games are coming out there's less news. 
Um, and then when there's no games come out, there's more news. Um, and now some games are coming out and there's not as much news, but still some interesting, interesting stuff going on here, Gables. Um, so apparently there is a new PS5 model planning to come out. Um, right now it's planned for around September of next year. Uh, so that's okay. 2023. It is a PS5 with that will have a detachable disk drive. Um, it will connect. It will so they'll these PS5s will have an extra USB-C port in the back of the console, and you can attach this detachable uh, disk drive to it. Um, so this is all coming from. I want to give a shout out here to Tom Henderson, who is a really good leaker that I follow on Twitter. Uh, he mostly leaks like Fortnite and like uh, Call of Duty stuff, but uh, he's been known to leak some other things as well. Um, and he's actually a big, he leaked the, um, he broke kind of a, not really broke, he didn't find the story, but, he, but he's the first one to really report on the story. Uh, we'll talk about that next. Uh, but, uh, this is all from him from his new website he just launched this week called InsideGaming.com. Um, also from this, it's understood that this new PS5 console will be sold on its own or in a bundle with a detachable disk drive. It's a, it's also understood that this disk drive, uh, can also be purchased separately. So if, if it gets busted, there's no need to buy an entirely different one uh, or entirely new console. Uh, it's supposed to be more portable, so it's going to be smaller. Um, so it sounds like it almost kind of reminds me of like when the 360 came out. It didn't have like an Ethernet port in it, um, which right. is hilarious because the Nintendo launched a console like uh, five years ago and didn't have one. Um, yep. And the last two consoles they've launched didn't have one. Uh, and, but so like the 360 didn't have one when it launched in 05, um, sure. yeah, 05 and even had an HDMI port at that time. The, yeah. Well, I mean, we, back then you remember you had to buy the, 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 uh, HD cord separately for like 30 bucks. Yes. Cause it only yes. came with the, it didn't come with, it only came with the red, red, yellow, white. Um, but, uh, so, and then, then it came, so then the Xbox 360 elite came out, I believe in 08, and that one, yeah. the big deal with that one, it had built-in Wi-Fi and an Ethernet port. Um, so this kind of sounds like it's that in a way. So it's like, so it's kind of, I've seen some like people like kind of freaking out initially. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. So like, this is bad. And then I read it. And I'm like, what are we mad about on this one? Because um, it sounds like, okay, it sucks if you bought the $400 PS5 that, uh, or I, I don't know what the new price point is for, for people in the other countries. Um, but for us, it's $400 us. And say you bought that at launch and you kind of regret it. You can just buy this disc drive and hook into it. The only downside is you only have the one USB C port. So this one will have a second USB C port uh, on the back. I think there's two on the current models right now. Cause I think my, my camera is plugged into one and then my uh, charging cable is plugged into the other. Um, Right, but right. you can you can buy things like for your charging charging port for your controller. So this will have two on the back and one on the front. It sounds like so it sounds like hey, this is a decent option for people that if you bought the digital one to save hundred bucks initially, boom, you could buy this, hook up to it, solve that problem. Maybe it's not. I don't know how it's going to look cosmetically. Probably not going to look great because uh, it doesn't sound like it. I don't know how. So if it's just if it's just hooking up to a, a cord, I doubt it's that so it's obviously not connecting to the console in any way. But uh I don't know, I mean obviously depending on price point, because like from what I understand and everybody says about these uh the, the disk drives, the disk drives only cost to like manufacturing wise like a dollar um 
to for the consoles. So it's kind of crazy that they took the disk drive out of the console and then charge a hundred dollars less for it when like it's a one dollar one a couple buck piece maybe. Um, so depending on what they charge in market for it, that doesn't sound. This sounds like a pretty good deal. Like maybe if they charge a hundred bucks for it, maybe that's a little crazy. Uh, but I, I could see them doing it because like hey, you pay the but or if they for, if, they, if there's fifty bucks, not a bad deal. I don't know. I think it's better than. I mean, it's an option better than no option. But I don't know. I mean, give us what's your what's your thoughts on this uh, potential d- disk drive? All right. So for this suspected disk drive, PS Five, you know this. I'm assuming this is going to be an external one, like you were just saying. You plug it into yeah. the USB-C port. It's something extra. My first thought when I thought about it was like, this is a perfect way for them to charge a bit more in regards to having that supposed like price increase for the PS5 stateside. I can only speculate that because you going through and you're going to launch the model of the PS5, this new model supposedly next year. And then you have like the baseline stuff that we have right now, which is $500. But if you have two different types of bundles and stuff, one that doesn't have that attachable disk drive and then like one that does have it and stuff like that. Yeah, in this way, you do have the option for the consumer to where, hey, if you want this disk drive and stuff, you can buy it separately for this amount of this amount in regards to the price and stuff. But if you have the specific type of like, if you like what you were saying before, if you had like a digital only PS5 with the one USB-C port and stuff and you had this this and if you choose to get like this disk drive thing for it, you know, yeah, you're quintessentially paying a little bit more for it. But uh, I the reason why I thought this could potentially lead to, say, like having Sony having their price thing higher for their PS5 in the States, kind of like similar to what they had done for like other countries. It's like this is a good far way to go forth and charge more for something and then like not like have something like concrete in regards to like say bundles like for their initial set console that was the first thought that popped into mind now whether or not this will happen that way or not i'm uncertain but what i can say is for the suspected ps5 model coming like about two three years after the first ps5 you know it's not out of the realm of possibility Sony has done it multiple times through all of their consoles and even some of their handhelds as well, the PSP and the Vita and like obviously tracing back to the original PlayStation. So these type of reiterations or redesigns are nothing new. Yeah. In regards to this, it kind of makes me wonder one, the price point of this detachable, well, this external disk drive to the specific type of models of the PS5. We could speculate more in regards to just more than say the USB ports, because apparently it's going to have two USB C ports, one on the front, one on the back. Well, this will, the, has- so the new one will have three because the current ones have two, one in the front, one in the back. Okay. So this one will have okay. the one on the front for the, for the charging cable and then two on the back. Okay. So that I wasn't aware of in that regards, but when it comes down to it, it kind of makes me wonder more so of the suspecting of like the console itself this specific type of model usually they take stuff away or reiterate or revise some stuff in when they go forth and launch another version of the same console like for example when sony relaunched the original playstation the original playstation some of the first launch like models had not only the 
RF switch port, not only did it have, like, some bit of, like, maybe some AV stuff at first, mm -hmm. it also had specific type of a serial port on the side of it to where you could allow for something, and now correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, for, like, SCART ports and all the other stuff that you could connect onto the back of that. But with later models and stuff, they removed those particular types of, like, features and stuff to probably cut some bits of cost. Especially when it came towards the later half of its life cycle with the PS1 console to where it was just AV only. It was much more compatible in regards to the portability of it. It did run better in regards to the hardware and also in terms of, like, not just the disk drive stuff, but... It was a better version of its original console and stuff, but there were features that were taken out of that current stuff, you know. But the main thing that we have to look for in regards to maybe speculating further about this next version of this PS5, you know, it's like, what type of console, like, consolidations and stuff are they going to make for this version? Hearing about this detachable drive does have me worried somewhat because it's like, the pricing that they will use for the disk drive could be like what you were saying, maybe $50. It could be higher than that. It could be like possibly like a 70 to a $90 investment. Especially. Yeah. But if it's still, it's still, it's, I mean, yeah, they're probably, it's, that's probably pretty high for what it's going to cost them to make it. But it's still, if it's still cheaper than if you can buy a digital version and then buy the disk drive for less than what it costs to buy, the full-fledged ps5 with the right. built-in one it's still like i mean if you don't care about the cosmetic side of things that's i mean if you could if you might save save you 20 50 bucks maybe like maybe that's worth it to some people maybe that is worth it to some people i do agree yeah. with you if you want yeah. to go that route so you're if, thinking of this more like this could be like the ps5 slim in a way is that what you're thinking it has the potential of being that tyler yeah. i mean We've been hearing consistent rumors of this next iteration of this PS5 being maybe a little bit lighter, maybe being like some form factors of it, and then all of a sudden now we're hearing reports of it having the detachable disk drive. You know, that's definitely something to where it's much more con like customizable from that aspect mm -hmm. as opposed to what the PS5 is currently, where you have you could replace the shells, you could replace the fans. I know I've done that with mine already, but yeah. At that aspect and stuff, you have disk drive stuff, which kind of makes me question maybe the quality of that model's disk drive, if there is the form factor and stuff of a detachable one already, but mm. that's just remains to be seen at this point. But yeah, I do have my concerns, and I do have my hopes that this is going to be a cheaper PS5 coming out into market, and also worthwhile for people that are just diving into the ecosystem come 2023, potentially. Yeah. I, I, I could almost look at this like this could replace the digital edition, where it's just like, it's yes. maybe they're gonna, maybe they may not, maybe they don't call it the slim, but it's just like, hey, it's like this is just taking the place of the slim, but it's like, hey, it's, it's almost like, I almost look at this like, you know, we have like the regular Switch, we have the Switch Lite, and then we have the Switch OLED. We have the three tiers. Maybe this could be the three, the the, the the third tier of those, or maybe this is just replacing, like I said, that digital edition. Um, and yeah, like I mean, the the big thing about the PS5 um, is everybody said it was like when they broke the thing open was like they kind of went a little crazy, like they kind of overcompensated for the fans and the size of it, and like we've been hearing about how they slowly been cutting plastic out and changing things. So maybe this is just more of that. But go ahead, Gables. Well, let's look at it this way. There's a possibility where it could just outright replace the current PS5 in general. I don't think it, I don't think it's going to replace the the main one. 
I think that one's here to stay. But I do think that when the PS6, the next Xbox comes out, that I would not be stunned if they all, this is just how it is, where it's just like, it doesn't have a disk drive built in, but it has like, you can buy external one hookup. I see. I see what you mean. Like I, I think mean, this might be the future. Too. I mean, granted, yeah, I'm I'm with you there and stuff. This next iteration could be similar to that of like, say, what Xbox is doing right now with Series X and Series S, like kind of like similar to what PlayStation was initially doing with the PS5, the digital and physical edition. But mm-hmm. yeah, I could where it could potentially just replace the the digital only version of the PS5 because. Well, let's be perfectly frank here. You see a lot more of the physical ones available more so than the digital ones. And yeah. so they're trying to reintroduce the digital one to, to kind of more emphasize since Microsoft's been pretty much hitting it out of the park with a Series S being consistently in stores. And yeah, stuff. it's so much cheaper to make like and that. yeah, smaller. Yeah, yeah. It's, you can, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's cheaper. I mean, but the problem is the PS4 and the PS5, or the PS5 digital and PS5 hard drive one or uh, with the disk drive in it, like I said, the price to make those things is a couple dollars and they're charging a hundred dollars less for it. I could yeah. see why they are, you know, I don't know what the say it's 90% disk drive. I can see why they're doing that. Cause like, we're not really saving. We're not, you know, we're not like, we're not passing. We're literally, we're passing the savings on to you. We're like the series S is a less powerful version of the series X. So like, yeah, like they charge $300 and like, they're like, Still probably losing money on that transaction, but right. we're buying Game Pass. Which Gables? What's Game Pass? You know, currently and for foreseeable, it's the best deal in gaming. You're goddamn right. Till the day we goddamn die. But uh, Gables, I did mention that the next news yep. story was also coming from this website I mentioned, Inside Gaming. Let me check it out. They don't have a lot yet. Like I said, they just started. Uh, but I am uh, someone that pays attention inside, uh, to Tom Henderson, and I, I think he does good work. So um, we got to talk about Dan Allen. Uh, and you might, right. when I say that name, Dan Allen, you might be saying, who? And Gables, uh, I don't know about you, but I said the exact same thing. Who? Um, so, yeah. Okay, so Gables just didn't know who it was either. So the, the, there was that Twitter account that popped up called The Snitch that popped up back in May that was leaking a lot of shit um, back during, uh, for like e- E3 or Summer Game Fest related stuff. And he's been, Kind of like posting shit. And he hasn't po- he posts kind of seldomly now. Like he hasn't posted since like uh, like mid August. It's been it's been over a month since he's posted. Um, and then I, I think it was like June or July. He this new Twitter account popped up called the Real Insider, and he's been posting a lot. Um, and I just re- found him probably about a month ago, but I mean he's been spot on as well. He's been posting more frequently. He's been posting a lot of stuff, and it's been pretty crazy. Some of the stuff he's posting. Some people like, so people have their their people know about the snitch. Like he he leaked the persona coming to Xbox. He he leaked um, uh, Hollow Hollow Knight Silk Song coming to to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I mean, he's leaked everything. And so a lot of people have their theories that he is like someone that works for YouTube, and he can see like the you know because a lot of those like a lot of these uh, video game conferences they're pre recorded. So they just got posted YouTube and he can, you can watch if you're behind the scenes, you can watch him beforehand and he's like tweeting out leaks. So there were some, 
like I said, I only found this, this the real snitch was his uh, Twitter handle. Um, it, it's, I believe it's it's still around, but he's obviously it's done now. Um, so there's some rumors about okay, like Jason Schreier and a few other people were like, okay, this guy is like he's got to be like in like the journalist world or he's got to be in the content creator world or something because like he's posting things that like people that will like get to get like they get to watch like these events or get to watch something or do a preview for a game uh before it gets announced or revealed or whatever and he's this person is tweeting out leaks from those things almost immediately after these events are happening so like because usually these preview events or something like that they happen at the same at the same time for everybody and then like they get to write their articles and they have like three or four days before it goes live but he's like tweeting them basically as he's leaving the room he's tweeting this shit out on this account well, come to find out, uh, this this uh, YouTube channel is called Dan Allen Gaming. He's had he has about one hundred ninety thousand followers, subscribers rather. Um, <laughs> uh, or he did. I don't know about now. Um, so he fucked up, uh, and he meant to tweet from the real. He meant to con- so he was commenting on a, a leak that he posted, and he meant to the tweet from his uh, the real insider Twitter account. But he tweeted from his actual Twitter account, Dan Allen Gaming. Uh, it responded to that that tweet with his own account, uh, and then people figured out real fast. Oh, he fucked up. Kind of a Kevin Durant moment here. Uh, yes, there was a Kevin Durant moment. Yes, with people don't know. Accounts for free yeah, and, like uh, bashing his teammates. Yeah, so like people don't know Kevin Durant, a uh, very good Hall of Fame basketball player. Uh, he was found out that he had an alternate t- uh, Twitter account. And he would go on and like talk shit about his teammates, or he would like defend Kevin Durant with his uh, Twitter account, and then did this exact same thing where he accidentally tweeted with his his uh, real Kevin Durant Twitter account, and he meant to respond with his alternate account. And this has been like it's been a meme for years now. Uh, so this guy basically did the exact same thing. Um, so come to find out, basically exactly what uh, he had been doing. Um, was exactly what people thought. So Jason Schreier actually did like a deep dive, which is hilarious because Jason Schreier, Jason Schreier is on uh, like a, uh, I think he's on like paternity leave or he's on like a really long break from work. Uh, and right. he said a couple weeks ago, he's like, hope a lot of gaming news doesn't happen while I'm on, on my leave. And then immediately the same day he said that was the day that the Nintendo Direct and State of Play was announced. Uh, <laughs> and so everything has happened in gaming since he's went on vacation. And so while he's on vacation, he did a breakdown. He went on like this deep dive on Twitter and like found like, like he's posting stuff on his Twitter, on this real insider gaming account and on his actual game account, the Dan Allen account, um, like almost simultaneously, like he's posting his own personal YouTube videos about like, he like did a thing about, I guess I didn't see this till later, but he posted about how like the saints row stuff was not great. And, and almost like an hour later, he posts a video about about Saints Row being bad, and like so, Jay Schreier did this whole thing about was like finding like the, the gaps between him saying this on the real insider thing, and then putting a YouTube video about that same thing, or like the opinions were exactly the same. So uh, reading through some of this insider game and stuff, uh, gaming YouTube, uh, Dan Allen Game is allegedly the person behind the increasingly popular at the real insider on Twitter. In a bizarre twist, it appears that Dan forgot to change his Twitter profile when replying to someone that was asking a question to the Real Insider on Twitter. Uh, it's alleged that Dan Allen Gaming is the Real Insider 
after its account was deleted almost immediately after the screenshot was posted. In addition, <laughs> Dale Gaming on Twitter has also been deleted. Uh, so both accounts have been deleted. Okay. The news uh, might not be substantial to some, but the, the apparent mistake from Dan was he meant to uh, meant that he was very likely been caught breaking NDA information. So that's the big, that's the big issue. This is like legal legal. This is like a legal activity he was doing. Uh, the real center yeah. became incredibly uh, popular following a leak that revealed all these test three titles that would be released by Ubisoft. It's unclear what exactly will happen, but inside gaming, uh, insider gaming has requested comment from Dan following the events, blah, blah, blah. Um, so update Dan Allen has admitted on Twitter that he, he did this. And then there's a second update here that Dan Allen gaming has since taken to his YouTube channel to apologize. And his apology, Dan admitted to breaking the NDA's material of Ubisoft Assassin's Creed, but stated that, the majority of the leaks were educated guesses. The Silent Hill rumor was one of one leak. And that's kind of the guess that kind of made him very popular was like he was leaking stuff about Silent Hill. Uh, in particular, that Dan had admitted to be false. So he did. I guess he lied about that one. Uh, Dan said the reason that for the account was because of the clout and the buzz of thousands of people waiting on what you're going to say. He continued with an apology to the, the community, content creators, journalists, developers, and PR, which whom he built a long-term relationship over years. Um, so, yeah, what an idiot. Um and I'm not gonna try to kick the guy while he's down. He made a mistake. Um, this isn't like a one-time mistake. You know, this is like, oh well, we trip fell and all our clothes fell off. And you know, this is like you do this repeatedly. You did it for months. Um, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna like keep kicking like like I said, kicking the horse while he's down here. But uh, what an idiot. Um, and I, it's stunning when like if you have like substantial actual leaks. That's one thing. That's reporting. Like you're you're doing a job of a journalist. When you're literally signing NDAs, you're being trusted with this information. So a lot of people like um, I was listening to uh, Greg Miller talk about this because uh, I was kind of interested from the journalist side of things. People have been doing this for a long time, and the content creator side, like what their thoughts were on this. And I was listening to like a lot of different opinions about like that side of things. And he said like stuff like this is like. Um, you are making this, you made this, you by doing this, you made this worse for everybody else. Uh, because now it's like our jobs are harder because of one ass. It only takes one asshole for anything. And this one asshole, uh, fucked it up. Maybe not fucked up, but made it probably way more challenging for a lot of people. And, and like I said, he did it for clout. And I can understand it. Like, that sounds like that shit could be easily like you get, you get a good following like that. You especially something like this where like, I mean, what blew up was when Jeff Keighley and like uh, a couple other people like just try or stuff like that started following him. It's like, that's when like, okay, this guy's real. Like, this isn't just like him just tweeting shit. And, but like, you don't, you know, it's like Jeff Grubb leaks a lot of stuff, but like, at least like there's a direct benefit to Jeff Grubb. I'm not, I'm not, I love Jeff Grubb. I'm like, I'm a Patreon supporter of his, so take that before you will. But like, uh, there's a lot of things I like about the guy, but like, there's a correlation for you know his by leaking a lot of stuff. People know who Jeff Grubb is now, and he's a very good he's a very good podcast. He's very good at his job, but like the leaks thing is what got him big. So there's a reason for him for doing these things. There's a reason why Jason Schreier, Jason Schreier is so big. Is like his like not only is he a great reporter, but he he has a lot of people that he knows. He can leak a lot of stuff. He has a lot of inside information on things. Um, but when you're just tweeting from an anonymous anonymous Twitter account. What's the benefit? That's a good question. I what yeah. is the benefit from having an anonymous Twitter account in regards to this situation? Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I it just it's just fascinating to me. Like 
I don't know, Gables. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say into it, but I, I just, I this when I found out the case on this one, I was baffled by this. The fact that he did it for mostly Twitter clout infuriates me on multiple different levels because one, not only did he go through and stick his foot potentially inside the fire and burned himself severely. But at the same time, he's at the tail front now of all sorts of legal litigation against yes. him because of him ba- breaking multiple NDAs, some of which on the same day that he eventually like signed these NDAs, the mm-hmm. dude was a predominant YouTuber. He sacrificed his entire career for you- for Twitter clout. And the fact of stupidity that he went through in order to do this stuff, and simultaneously, not only... Oh, sure, he spilled a whole bunch of different information that people have been clamoring probably to get, mm-hmm. but at the same point, he just did a complete and utter fucking, like, burning the bridges for almost everybody involved to where it makes it much more harder for some of these people that have been working closely with the companies that are doing their due diligence and purposely not trying to abuse the trust of them that at this point and stuff, you're looking at game companies that are going to be, like, fairly lip-tight now in regards to any other yeah. types of information stuff. Before, you know, we've already understood the basis that a lot of these game journalists, they of course they know a lot of these insider type of stuff that companies are allowing them to have, but now because of one person doing this stuff and, like, literally abusing his privileges and stuff, it creates an entire, like, freaking... domino effect to where now you're probably not going to see too many people know too much in regards to some of the insider information in regards to like say some stuff for like say the youtube front or even so for some of the journalists and stuff it's going to be maybe much more loops they're going to have to jump through in order to progress and get some of this information signing additional ndas maybe have multiple different conditions or even in some cases, maybe travel into a location and stuff and do it kind of like how some things were before. Yeah. But the fact remains, it's Dan Allen Gaming. This dude, I don't care. I'm going to beat the shit out of this goddamn <laughs> horse until it's nice and nice and just firmed into the ground, man. What a fucking piece of shit for doing this. Because mm-hmm. at the same point, man, it's like you made a career to where you wanted to try to go forth and like inform and probably entertain people in regards to gaming and then you just went into business for yourself and you freaking just decided to just screw over thousands of people for your own fucking benefit and that is disgusting yeah what a dumbass um so yeah uh but cables we're gonna take a little break because i had to go pee so (laughs) all righty no problem i'm gonna pause the recording we'll be right back folks all righty and we're back sorry for that i daddy had a tinkle why do you call myself daddy? What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with me? Um, Jesus Christ. So uh, moving on here, Gables, to uh, some other interesting news here. So this leaked a while ago. Uh, but EA, EA Motive, people that are making the uh, Dead Space remake. Uh, so like I said, Jeff Grubb, Tam- Tom Henderson as well also leaked this. Uh, they are making an Iron Man game. Uh, they officially announced it. It is a single player third person action adventure title. Uh, it's currently in pre-production, uh, but it's being developed, like I said, by Motive, um, who also, like I said, making the Dead Space remake. Um, but uh, kind of interesting little news here. I, I'm, you know, I don't not too much to add on this one, but uh, it's interesting because like they're still 
like four like because Dead Space comes out at the end of January. Um yeah. but it's like what if Dead Space is like really, really popular? It's like are we gonna make a two? Like, are we gonna remake two? Or are we gonna just like I mean like cause I don't know how big that team is, but uh I don't know, I just I just kind of I was kind of surprised that like when I heard the rumors, I'm like, oh okay, it's interesting. But then like I don't know. I don't I don't know how that's gonna work with like I mean, obviously you have people working on it right now, but like like what's gonna happen? Like can you imagine like Dead Space one blows up and it's bigger than um it's because like, I think like Dead Space One originally only sold like a million copies. Dead Space Two sold a couple million copies. Right. So, um, if this co- blows, comes out and it sells five, six million copies or more, I imagine they're gonna want like, well, fuck, we gotta make Dead Space Two remake. It's like, what are we gonna do then? Because well, now you're making Iron Man. Um, also, are they gonna use the Anthem engine? Because you know what, uh, Anthem not a great game, but the flight, the the flying in that game, fucking pretty cool. So I mean, like. You should just call Bioware. Hey, can we get the flying stuff? And that will save you probably a lot of time right there. Uh, if we can just get that aspect. I'm sure um, the discussions probably have been held yeah, at some point. Yeah. I mean, if not, what the fuck are we doing here? Because that, that was the whole thing about Anthem. I was like, cool, they made Iron Man the video game. And then they just put out a bad game. But I don't know. I mean, I know you're not the biggest Marvel guy. But, uh, I mean, kind of what's your what's your thoughts on potentially like a full-fledged Iron Man game? I think this has a potential of being a pretty fun game as long as they focus upon the core aspects of what makes Iron Man Iron Man and also in terms of what enemies he's going to go forth and uh, face off against inside of a a long-term game because there's things we could speculate what it can be and stuff, but you got to imagine it's probably going to be some form of like majorly having to do with flight, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's better than the yeah. the, the Sega movie tying Iron Man game. Oh, dude, yeah, I remember that back in the day. That sucked ass. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I think that might have been one of the last big movie tying games. But it's also interesting because, like, yeah, I, I that might have been the one that broke it. Uh, oh, man, I remember like when those games with like the movie tying games would come out, and people are like, "That game is actually very good. It's a really good game." And like you come play, I'm like, "This is like a seven. Like, yeah, okay, this is a really good movie tying game." Like. That was how low the bar was. I remember when Transformers, the first Transformer movie came out, they made a Transformers uh, game based off the movie. Yeah, they did. And like, this is like early 360 era. It's not a lot coming out at this point. And it came out and like, this is like summer of 07. So this is before like we had the boom of like rock band, Mario galaxy, uh, Bioshock and orange box and mass effect and all that shit. Um, I remember playing that and I was just like, eh, this ain't bad. It's not good, but it's not bad. It's like, so I don't know. Uh, but, I don't know. but also interesting because like the, the EA is also making a Black Panther game. So I mean, yeah, some cool times. And then we also have the Black Panther um, uh, uh, Amy Henning game. So I mean, what, yeah, interesting things going on here. But uh, Gables, let's move on to one of my favorite topics of the month. Probably not one of, it's probably my favorite topic of the month. I sent you the... Uh, a a screenshot of the top 20 games, but we're talking about the August in PDs. So some interesting news on this before we get into all that. Um, So hardware overall sales are down 9% compared to 2021, but surprisingly, surprisingly sales are up 3%. If you compare it to 2020 for the month of uh, August, Uh, kind of shocking, but um, hardware, like I said, hardware sales are up 14%. Uh, and this mostly has to do for, compared to last year. 
which is shocking because uh, that's you know we're, we're, we're talking about uh, this this is the uh, what the second year now of consoles being out there so but um this also sounds like the fact that uh the ps5 and xbox are more regularly uh attainable uh ps5 i mean obviously they're still hard to find but it seems like now at this point if you really are like giving some effort at all you can probably get a playstation 5 or an xbox series x especially series x but if you want a series s you can just fucking buy one whenever you want um, and then we've been seeing that regularly where like the series S has been like the best selling console, uh, pretty much yeah. every month because, uh, just how easy it is to obtain. Uh, and you mentioned that earlier in the, in the podcast as well. So, uh, yes, that's a lot to do. So it sounds like, Hey, we're, we're, you know, it, it seems like I've been saying this the last few months. We're getting better. We're getting better. So, uh, there is an insight and a terribleness of trying to find one, but Gables, so what the fun part here, what's that with the top 20 games? Of the month of August, top twenty selling games. This is based off of obviously um, not units sold, but dollars earned. Um, right. So sometimes you're like, "How that game pop up in here?" I'm like, well, there's probably a hundred dollar edition and shit like that. So, uh, which will be the case for one of the games coming up here. Uh, but number twenty, we're starting off here. Pokemon Legends Arceus holding in. Um, it's dropped some spots, but we're now on the point now where some newer games are starting to come out. So we're gonna see a lot of games that have been just holding firm. And these uh, top spots or been holding firm in the top 20 spots. Probably going to start falling out here soon. Um, yes. So Legends Arceus dropped from 15 to 20. So probably going to see that go away. Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim uh, popped up in the 19, but it was 24 the month before. I guess there was like a big sale going on or something like that. So that has a lot to do with it. Uh, number 18, dropping all the way from 11. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, yeah. Number 17 here, jumping jumping back in from last month here, 31st was Gran Turismo 7. I guess they um, they had like a, a sale going on. Uh, so there's a big PlayStation sale going on um, in the month of August. Uh, so some, we're going to see some PS5 games pop back in to this because of that. So uh, I think there was like, it was going on for like normally 70 bucks. It was going on sale for like, I think like 50 bucks uh, during the month of August. Um, Smash Bros. Ultimate hanging in there at number 16. We have a brand new game at number 15. Soul Hackers 2. Um, so yeah, wow. I mean, the game's been reviewing fairly well. Yeah. Uh, so pretty good for them. Uh, number 14 here, Far Cry 6. Uh, number 13, dropping all the way from 5th, Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, wow. Yeah, so pretty surprising on that one. Uh, wow. Number, yeah, right? Uh, kind of, I, don't, I don't think I've seen a Call of Duty game drop that fast before the new one comes out. So, But we I know... Think I've seen it come down to that portion of the top twenty, actually. Yeah, uh, I mean, not yeah. Usually, like we we won't be. Sometimes we'll see like the last three Call of Duty games, like on the list at the same time, because like the one from two years ago will be fading out as a new one pops. One the new one from this year comes out. Uh, but I mean, the twenty twenty one edition already fell out. While, uh, Cold War, is it Cold? no Cold War is twenty twenty. It was 2021. Oh, 2021 was Vanguard. Never mind. Uh, but normally, like, yeah, like some, sometimes you'll see like three in there. So not, it's the, the fact that we're seeing one falling out fairly quickly here. Right. Um, it's pretty, I mean, we already know Vanguard was a pretty big disappointment for them. Still made a ton of money, but overall disappointment for them. Um, number 12 here, popping it back in from the 28th spot. Horizon 2 Forbidden West. Um so like I said, there's a big PlayStation sale. And also whenever you buy a PS5, there's like the only way you can pretty much get a PS5 at this point is by buying 
the uh, Horizon bundle if you buy from the store. Yeah. PS Direct. The only way to buy it is if you pay the, you buy like the five hundred fifty dollar edition. But it's still like if you're gonna buy a PlayStation Five, you're probably gonna buy this game and you get it for twenty bucks off. So not a bad That's deal. True. But the game's been selling at pretty much at fifty bucks for a while now. Like fairly regularly, you can get it on sale. Um, number eight, holding firm here is number is or number eleven rather. It was number eight last month. Digimon Survive. I'm surprised so, it's lasted more than a month. I believe. I believe it came out at the very end of July. So it got okay. a big boost because it was the launch weekend. And then it's had a full month being fairly new on the market in August. I think that's why. Um, do not quote me on that. Number 10, though. J- dropping down for number four. But hey, it just came out July 29th. So kind of like a Digimon Survive situation here. In uh, one weekend, it sold enough to get to number four. But here we are, a full month on the market. Number 10, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So, hey, doing pretty good here. Uh, Number 9, falling from 6 to 9. Hey. Uh, It'll be the show, 22. Um, So, pretty good for a game that launched on Game Pass. Um, Number 8, finally starting to see, like, some of the big games that, like, pretty much the Skywalker Saga has been in, like, the top two spots every month since uh, launch uh, back in April. Uh, Dropped all the way to number 8, though. Uh, Skywalker Saga did uh, Minecraft holding at number 7 uh, Mario Kart 8 number 6 uh, number 5 dropping from number 1 last last month uh, Multiverses and that has to do with people buying the Finder pack, pack. that's why that's yep. that was number 1 last month or number 1 in July number 5 uh, in August number 4 Elden Ring for the first time ever dropping out of the top 2 positions since February um, yeah. so number 4 though hey, still doing really good Jumping all the way from 84th to 3rd, Marvel's Spider-Man. And that's because of the PC launch. Oh, yes. So, um, no shock there. And I think one that I think surprised all of us. Saints Row, number two. <laughs> um, yeah, that is surprising. That yeah. It sold that well throughout yeah. all the negativity of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I guess... I mean, that's not super surprising. It did come in August, not a big month, but also um, I got to imagine this was like pre-orders and early people buying it early and that just don't read reviews. Um, but obviously this is like probably one of the worst. This is, this is not probably, this is the worst scoring game of like of the bigger games. Like, I don't know if you want to call it, if, if, if you want to put this in the triple A spectra or like top tier double A spectra, um, this is probably, this is, the worst scoring game of the year. It's like not even in the seventies. Uh, typically when you put out a big triple a game, like it's going to like the bottom is like, a, usually you like the worst you're going to do was like a seven. Uh, and yeah. in fact, this is like, I think it's like a 66 or something like that on open critic or something right now. Um, the only one I think it's lower than that, that will re- I think released this year. It's like crossfire X crossfire. XO is not a triple a game. And no, well, th- no. that's only the campaign. And the but the uh, the multiplayer I heard is fine, but it's a uh, okay. yeah the uh, the campaign yeah it's one it's probably the worst game of the year of like a game that has any clout to it, uh, but you know yeah uh, but this, this is like a game that's like this is a known big time franchise of the, like the last fifteen years, and come out and just be pretty bad it's, it's pretty disappointing but I guess what's interesting is they in like a conference call the they were talking about this game and. They're pretty disappointed in the in the overall reaction to the game, but the game is not profitable yet. 
but it sounds like it will be over time. Um, so hey, at least they're gonna make money on this one. You know, it's not. This is not like a what was that game called? Something, something the mayhem, bit of mayhem. The the one they put out. The, the, oh the, yeah, the, yeah. The game they put out before between Saints Row Four and and the new Saints it's Row game. Something of mayhem, but it's yeah, like, it was it's definitely like their style of like a Saints Row kind of spinoff sort of game yeah. that did not do too well. Yeah, it was like it, it, that game came out and does no one gave a shit at all. I think that thing was like it, I mean it was literally selling for under twenty bucks within a few months. So, um, yeah. they could not give that game away. Um, but yeah, so at least hey, like there's still some. Name value in the in the Saints Row title. I just hope they didn't destroy what's what name value is left of it. And I hope that if they do go back to Saints Row eventually, um, and let's say it comes out and it's good, people will, will like will give it another chance to like come back and play it because like we hear about this all the time. The game it's not the game that's bad that gets punished. It's the game that comes out after the bad game that gets punished. Um, yep. So. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like it's going to be profitable, John. Uh, I, I do think it's like, it sounds like it, if they fix a lot of the bug issues, even if it, even after that, it's still not a great game. But like, if it comes out, like, and they fix all the issues, uh, like, eh, if I could, if, like, this would be like a great, like, if it comes to Game Pass one day, like, I would definitely want to give it a try. Because, um, right. I don't know. Some of the love, I love those games back today. But number one, no surprise, Gables. Game coming out for August for the 23rd consecutive year. Madden 23 is the number one game of the month. So for the for the entirety of the history of MPDs, they've been tracking this for 23 years now. Uh, in the month of August, uh, Madden is the number one get best selling game of the year. No surprise. Uh, seems like I mean like I love the I, you know I love this game. I think it's much much improved over previous years, and it seems like uh, that's the case. For, so you know people feel that way overall as well. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, any thoughts, Gables, looking at this top 20 list? I'm not really too surprised with the list, honestly. I mean, Spider-Man bumping up the way it did, yeah, that's because of the Steam release. Everything else, though, is at subsequential sales or something, or, like, little bits of, like, just little bits of, like, uh, fatigue in regards to some bits of games that are drifting down, but mm-hmm. uh, Madden being a number one is no surprise to me. Regardless of what EA does with the game, people are still going to buy it day one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those games. It's just like I'm, I think NBA 2K comes out in the month of September. Yeah, I think it, it, it's already out, if not out yet, um, already. Um, that game's probably gonna be number one when it comes in next month. So when we do Absolutely September NBA, so um, that's just the way those things work. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think what's most exciting about this is like, yeah, it's it's pretty much chalk for what you expect. If you're like, I mean, Saints Row is a, is a shock, uh, but I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm happy that it came out and. You know, it's been a long time since that studio's had a hit. Um, so, and the vibes were, I feel like the vibes of that studio was really good. Really Saints Row 3. Like, Saints Row 4 was still a pretty fun game, but it was not um, a great, like, it didn't live up to the hype of 3. Um, Gat in Hell was fine. It was a DLC. It wasn't a full-fledged game. But um, I think the most exciting thing about this this list is that we're starting to see some new blood. Uh, yes. And we're starting to, like, it's been, the top 20 list has been holding pack for a while with some, like, we might get like something pop up here every now and again, but uh, yeah, we're we're getting that time of year where we're getting to the we're getting to the holiday season where we're going to see a lot of big games come out the rest of the year. So it's going to be pretty exciting um, to see how the new games do. But Gables, uh, I'm going to save the Q4 st- stuff for next week because uh, I feel like there's not going to be a lot coming out next week. Um, 
So let's get into some other news of the week, Gable. Some of the stuff is a little older. Uh, we In the last few weeks, like I said, it's been pretty busy, so we haven't had uh, too much to talk about. Uh, there was a GTA 6 leaks. Um, by the time you know, it leaked on Sunday, uh, by the time, you know, it's, it's been a week now. Uh, it's been picked apart, talked about quite a bit. Uh, they caught the kid. He's 17 uh, from the UK. Um, I hope the kid, he's punished, but I hope they don't, I hope his, I, I just, he's 17. I don't want that kid, like, his. I hope his life isn't ruined from this. I hope this is like a learning situation. Obviously, he needs to be punished for it, but I, I don't want this kid to go to jail for like a decade because like, yeah, I feel bad for the developers and stuff like that for working this game, but I don't, I mean, he didn't physically harm anybody. He didn't do anything terrible as far as like anything like that. Uh, he just did some dumb shit and uh, I hope, you know, hope that he, he can move on from this. What about you, Gables? Honestly, in regards to this whole life hack stuff for GTA 6 and stuff and the whole thing surrounding it, you know, it's like, yeah, it was crazy. All those different videos, all those different other stuff leaked. But, like, uh, in regards to this kid that they went through and arrested that was involved with that stuff, I think of it this way. This is Rockstar Games. This is something that even little minuscule violations, they do harsh punishments and stuff. Yeah. Considering that they work closely with the FBI, as well as, like, with Uber, another company that was also hacked by the same group this kid was affiliated in. Yeah, I do not expect this kid to get off lightly. No, he I feel yeah. Rockstar will probably throw the books at him. Someone, I heard someone put this together, said this very well about Rockstar. They are a law firm that just happens to make video games. So, uh, yeah, accurate. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, like, they're the people that will DMCA um, videos um, for people like posting GTA and Ro- uh, Ro- uh, Red Dead games. So, they are very hardcore about their shit. Um, to an extreme extent. So uh, I hope, I just hope this kid comes out. Um, I hope, you know, hope this is a learning situation. I hope he doesn't like, like I said, I hope a decade from now, his life isn't still in ruins over this situation. It's just, he's able to uh, take it on the chin and move on. Uh, but uh, this was, this was leaked a few weeks ago as well by Jeff Grubb. Uh, so Koi Tecmo and EA have officially announced a partnership deal and they are making a monster hunter style game. I believe it's scheduled to come out next year, but we don't have any. We have no other details besides that. Um, remember a game called? Uh, I th- I thought about this every so often. Remember the game Babylon's Fall Gables? <laughs> oh God, how could I not? In the Platinum game, yes. Uh, came out, I believe, March fourth or fifth of, of this year. Yeah. Well, they they are not. This is a uh, live service game. And I mentioned this back in the summer. For just a few months that the game came out. You can track how many people are playing the game on Steam. Yep. At a time. Uh, dur- during the summer, there was multiple... multiple t- during peak hours of gaming, they were averaging less than a, a dozen people playing at the same time. Uh, wow. On multiple occasions, just one or two people playing at a time. So they've announced that in February of next year, they are ending service for this game. So not even a year into the market, they are ending service on Bivon's fall. So, um, platinum giveth platinum taketh away. Uh, you will, there's just no middle ground really for platinum. It's either S tier quality or it is the bottom of the barrel of a video game. You either get nines or you're getting fucking this garbage. So, uh, 
don't know. Yeah, so um, pretty crazy on that one. Uh, kind of a cool thing, though, Gables. Yeah. Xbox. They announced uh, not only, and this is officially live now, that you can uh, you can combine your Xbox and Discord channel together. And now we can communicate with, if you want to have a Discord call with people, uh, you can now um, uh, talk to people on your Discord via your Xbox. So... Ah. Which is really cool. So Gable's like, say you're playing a game on PC and I'm playing on Xbox. You're on Discord. I'm on Discord. We can play and talk to each other while I'm playing on Xbox. Through I can talk to you via my Xbox. Pretty fucking badass. PlayStation, this is supposed to be coming to them next year. So, Well, obviously that feature is pretty damn cool too. You know, it's like it makes more convenient and stuff. And that way we're not having to both like miss out because of the fact, you know that uh, we're on different platforms or even if on like different services in general, you know. Yeah, so pretty cool. I like the fact this is happening. Uh, also, a cool thing they added to the Xbox app is the how long to beat. I don't know if you've used this before, Gables. I use this I website. I have used this. Before, okay. You know? It basically keeps track of like how long it takes to beat specific games if you look them up, just so you can organize. Okay, maybe I not in the mood for a hundred hour game or mm-hmm. something. What other game in my backlog can I go and focus on next? And, yeah, uh, yeah, I've used it a couple different times for like uh, checking out games that I want to try to go through and play, see how long they are, you know. But yeah, I- I've definitely used it quite a bit, especially when it's like you're kind of like you're a couple weeks away from a game, big game coming out they want to play. It's like, yeah. oh, man, I want to check this game out. How long is this game? You look it up, like, ooh, only like ten hours. Okay, I'll play it. Or like, ooh, forty hours. Mm, I'll wait. Um, so like, I-, I love it for that. Um, it's not obviously it does not like you can't take that as exact science because like. You could say, hey, you can beat this game in eight hours. I always find, like, it'll show you, like, hey, if you want to just mainline this, eight hours. If you want to, like, find everything, it's 20 hours. Uh, someone like me that, like, does a little bit of both, um, I always, like, kind of meet in the middle there. So, I'm like, oh, okay. So, eight hours to mainline it, 20 hours. So, like, 14 hours in probably for me to beat it is what kind of what I think because um, I'm a little bit of a slower gamer. So, um, yeah, I love the fact they're adding this. Really cool thing. Um, I heard some people get upset about this. I'm just like, well, just don't use it then. I just don't feel it. I don't understand that one. Um, another cool thing, uh, and I've heard people get upset with this one and talk a lot of shit, and I just think it's dumb. So, um, uh, Coalition Games, who make the Gears of War games, has announced that for now on, 1% of all future revenue earned from Gears of War will go to suicide prevention charities. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And I, I, I've, I, I'm a lot of, I mean, obviously, it's it's still, you know you you can't use Twitter as a barometer for anything. Uh, I I when I read that shit when I when I was seeing people like um, quote tweet this stuff and talk shit, I was like, ooh, well, Gears of War isn't has been as good since Gears of War three here. Ooh, you haven't put a game out in three years. Like, fuck off. Like, it's yeah, still j- this it's is still like a, a cause, you know? it's yeah, and this is still probably like a top. 12 to 20 franchise out there right now as far as like with like out with like the whole gaming spirit not just like in our world of gaming uh and it probably still generate a million plus multiple millions dollars a year in just like in earnings so yeah ooh, it's only one percent well that's still a lot of fucking money that's a it's a lot more money than what these charities were getting before so I think this is awesome. Uh, I wish you know, more uh, companies would do stuff like this. And the fact they're committing to 1% forever um, is awesome. Uh, and I feel like this, like, you can, my thing was, like, 
people complain all the time about like people like will put out like um merchandise of their stuff uh and they'll tie it to a charity and then like hey we're gonna donate x percentage of this to that charity from like what like you sell a t-shirt and we're gonna give 25 percent of all earnings from this t-shirt will go to the charity it's like well that's kind of shitty you should like you should like you know why only 20 from it i understand what you're saying but if a company can do something for a good cause and they can raise awareness make some money and also make some money for those charities i call that a win like I, it'd be great for these charities to just give the money to them. I I completely agree, but in the world that we live in of capitalism, this is probably the best bet we're gonna have. Um, so let's just take this as a win. So let's just be happy about it. That's kind of my opinion on that. Um, uh, but yeah, but like I said, I love that. Uh, a couple other things here. Uh, so Jeff Grubb mentioned this earlier, like the beginning of this year. That there was gonna be a, uh, a Dead Space event in October, uh, kind of showing off because we've seen like a lot of videos of the, of the Dead Space remake. But we haven't seen gameplay. There's gonna be a big blowout in October. Well, Tom Henderson is also t- reporting that there'll be a gaming event at the end of September, uh, which really? so Saturday is October first. Next Saturday is. So uh, I mean, prime got a hiccup now. Potentially getting something yeah. going through another announcement. Potentially as early as next week. So, but as late as sometime in October. So in the next month okay. we'll see official gameplay. We've seen some like gameplay, but it's been like, here's a sound difference. Here's some video, some video differences, like the graphical di- differences. Tell. Yeah. Like some really cool, like in-depth stuff. If you want that. Uh, but like to see, like we haven't seen any combat. We haven't seen anything like that. Like, um, so, but we'll, we'll, in the next like month, we'll at least uh, see some more of that game. Uh, and then also there'll be a resident evil showcase in the month of October. No date yet, but they announced that there will be an event for them. I'm assuming that's going to be like a big blowout for the uh, we have the Resident Evil 8 DLC and all that, and then also Resident Evil 4 coming uh, in uh, March, I believe. Um, and then finally, Gables, last but not least, Deathloop officially on Game Pass. Yeah, so kind of a cool little thing. Um, obviously, but Bethesda made that game and had the one year exclusivity to xbox and the cool thing is they've added some like uh they've added some new content to it where they've uh added some new weapons they can do like some different ai stuff like that and like some new uh golden loop stuff i think yeah and then um also they added an extended um uh uh, ending which is really cool because like that was like my one real complaint was like it's just the game just kind of (laughs) ends it's like oh okay uh because there's three different endings that can happen uh and they're all kind of i went and watched a youtube video of all three different endings and i'm like oh well, this kind of sucks uh but like the game's still fantastic it's like it's like the last 60 seconds is like oh all right well whatever uh so i i, I do i'm not gonna replay the game but i do want to just i'm gonna watch a youtube video of those endings but uh yeah that's kind of like what we got going on uh in gaming uh some other news here but gables what's yep. jumping in what we'll be playing um if you don't mind we both been playing splatoon but yep. uh, I want to talk about Stray real fast. Okay. If that's okay with you. All right. So I beat Stray. Yes. It took me about four hours. Okay. When that's with me doing a decent amount of side stuff. I didn't do, I didn't find everything. Uh, I got pretty close to actually platinum the game, basically. Well, not platinum. Like, I'm finding like 100% of the main game. Uh, the, the platinum, you got to beat the game in like under two hours, which, whew, no. Um, but uh, the game is very good. 
but it's not like, oh my god, this is a must-play game. But this is a very good game for what it is. If it, it's like, imagine somebody made inside, but you play as a cat, or limbo, or as you but you play as a cat. This okay. is that. Like the puzzles aren't super hard, uh, but it's more of the it's more about the atmosphere. And like the world around it, and, like what the fuck's going on? What's happening? The mystery of the world, and like all of that. It's the vibe. It's everything else. That's what makes this game great. But and, but more than just inside though, they do have like different like a little hub areas. You like like so there's like two different like little village. There's like a village and there's like a town you go into. So kind of what Stray is. People like if you don't remember. I don't know. Uh, you play as a cat, um, which, I mean, awesome. It's also like really well made. I talked a little bit last week. Uh, where like you can you hit the circle button and you just meow, which I promise you I, I spammed it the entire time. Uh, you can like scratch shit all like like as the carpet or like a couch. You can just go up and like scratch it. You can just take a nap on like people. You can like rub up against people's like the robot's legs. Um, you can just knock shit off the shelves. Like you just want to be a dickhead. It's a perfect game. Uh, but uh kind of the, the, you know, the main crust of the story is like you like you have a little robot friend named b12 who goes with you and like you kind of got to work together to like solve puzzles the puzzles puzzles not really that challenging i kind of just like right went along through the game it's more like it's kind of you're kind of just going with emotions and like you might stop and think for a little bit here and there but it's not like they are not hard at all um like i think the longest i was stumped was like two minutes it's only because i didn't like see a button prompt to click on it wasn't even like a puzzle it's just like oh i missed totally missed this button prompt um but like what's interesting is like the mystery and the story behind it so like the humans are gone like you're on earth like you're you're underground and like there's all these robots that they built and they're just like kind of almost like living like humans like they have like you know they don't really <laughs> they're just like they 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 work on like one of them like runs a bar uh like they're like covered in blankets even though they don't they can't feel anything like uh and they're like trying to like figure out how to like get back up into like top side, get into the real world. And like, there's like this giant like dome covering up like you're underground. You want like, you want to figure out how to open up this dome to like go outside. Uh, and it's basically like, it's like something happened in the world and like, like almost like a disease kind of thing. And like, uh, took over and like wiped out everybody. It sounds like, I don't know. I can't really tell. Uh, it's kind of a mystery. You could, there's like different things you can find. It kind of fills some gaps. I think that's what's interesting is like filling in the gaps of all the stuff like this. Like though it's, it's not so much the gameplay itself. It's like, the the interactions with the people is also really good but like just kind of figuring out the mystery of this world is what i think is the most fascinating and like getting through this game and like learning more and more about what's happening and like there's some cool collectible stuff you can do uh like you can find like music notes for this guy like he this this robot that plays music with the guitar and he'll play the music for you as you find the music notes uh or you can find like diary uh uh, p- uh diaries of other characters and you can bring him back to this guy and he's like oh my god this this is what my this like and find thoughts about like his friends and shit like that uh but like there, it's not overly challenging uh you just kind of like you're just going with the flow on this game uh, but like i think this is like a really good it's like a 30 dollar game but if you have uh, it's, it's 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 it comes with ps plus extra um which is why i ended up just upgrading i just spent like the, it was like 48 bucks for me to upgrade and or pay thirty dollars for this game, so he's upgraded, and I, I had a good time with it. I, I like I said, I played, played for like a little under an hour before we recorded last week, and then I, I, I Sunday morning I got up and I started playing it. Next thing I know, I beat the game. 
like I just kind of got entrenched in the game. Like there's some cool like um, stealth and sneaking moments, stuff like that, where like you're in like this this warehouse and there's like these robots trying to like don't want they're trying to stop intruders, stuff like that. Like uh, like I said, the best part of these games is like learning about the the lore and the world of this more than actually playing the game. So I I highly recommend um, if you are somebody looking for a game to play right now. Or you just want like a good like a good weekend game to play, or if you have extra PS Plus extra, uh, you know like we always talk about like the definition of a great Game Pass game or a great I guess now this PS Plus game. This is that. This is a great like if you have extra, this is a game you just need to check out. Like so, you can beat it in a few hours. So and I like I beat it in four hours. Like my my it was like four hours and like three minutes, and I spent probably a good forty five minutes wandering around these areas just finding collectibles and just talking to people so you can beat it faster if you want to um but gables that's really all i got much to say on, on that game um okay let's talk about splatoon 3 gables i bought splatoon right. 3 you've been it's playing it. splatoon 3 we talked at the top of the show uh we are both uh team grub boys um but uh yeah i i've been playing it gables uh and i have just been getting my ass handed to me uh, I've only played a little bit of the story mode. I maybe like I did like the first like the tutorial area, and then I did like five or six levels of the like the the actual game the, the campaign. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean like you you talked about a little bit last week. Kind of give me more of your thoughts as you've had like a second week now with it. All right, so as recording here, I am around. I'm past the 25 hour mark in playing Splatoon 3. I've Damn. been predominantly playing the single player core aspect of it because I love the various level designs. I also love the various mission structures about it. I'm at site five. I've actually gone. Damn. Okay. I've actually, went through site five. I'm just touching upon site six as of last night. And what I do love about mostly that I've played so far is the main game definitely does do a fantastic job of introducing you to like the core tutorial mechanics in regards to not only the new weapons that are presented, but also in terms of introducing you to like new abilities or like new types of weapons you can use in that regards. What I have, what I did discover though, is like there are some on rail courses that I personally don't mind too much about in regards to like, I try to finish <laughs> some of these like for example i was stuck on this one level this on rail mission on site five right to where i had where they recommend you use like the uh the bow in this section mm-hmm. and i, I the same level had... what's that i think i did the same level okay this is back like around site five and stuff like oh that. okay i did the one on site one where you had to play you use the bow Okay, the site one stuff is minuscule in regards to like say. Oh, when, okay. When you go through on rails and stuff, it gives you one of three options. I mean, you got the gatling gun, you got like the whole spider shot thing and stuff. Yeah. And then you have the crossbow, and they t- purposely go forth and like offer you like uh, the crossbow as a recommendation first and foremost. I have tried doing that course with that crossbow literally like about. I want to say I've dedicated a good saw like. 45 minutes to maybe like an hour and a half most across a couple days trying to do it with that bow and stuff. I'd get some bit of the timings for some of the markers that I would hit, but timing is such a key and also precision is such a key thing in regards to this particular mission itself that uh, 
I literally have gotten so close to the end of it and stuff, but at the same point, I got to a point where it's like, I'm going to try this with another weapon and see what happens. And, like, within <laughs> my second attempt with, like, the spider shot Thiele, the whole, like, a middle tier weapon and stuff, I was able to clear the thing, and I saw the whole entirety of it. I'm like, holy crap. I would have been playing, like, another good solid, like, maybe half hour trying to finish that one course with mm. that weapon. And... There are some core aspects of the bow and arrow stuff like that. Some of those on-rail sort of missions that they can be pretty fun, but they also can be kind of frustrating, especially if you're not, like, as coordinated. It went to it went so far as I adjusted my sensitivity settings on my controller and stuff, so that way I wouldn't be frantic. Like, I would not, like, be overly sensitive to some of the movement with my bow and arrow in general. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, but, uh, yeah, the single player, the bosses that I've faced off against so far, I'm not going to spoil too much, though, but I have really loved the boss battles inside of this game. I've done about three of them so far. The fourth one I'm going to be probably tackling not too long from now, probably within the next day or so. But I fairly have loved a lot of the, the themes of the boss battle stuff. I've loved... All the various little types of missions and stuff, especially the ones with like, the zip caster ability. I've loved going through and searching every nook and cranny to try to find like bits of lore in regards to like the pieces of paper you collect with the question mark to try to read a little bit more of the data stuff across the 24 available pieces you need to collect. I've collected all sorts of decorations. I've collected the sardinium stuff. Now I'm yep. like missing. I'm missing three sardiniums. That's it. And I, you get those from defeating bosses and three of them and stuff. I am so close to completing the skill tree with my freaking character <laughs> at this point that I literally have to have like a, five sardiniums and then the rest of what I had collected when I was splattering through everything. Yeah. The fact that I've gone through this entire playthrough and stuff and I'm almost maxed with my skill tree... I've had little to no issues grinding specific things just to collect the items necessary in order to do that. Honestly, it feels so awesome just go through just like covering things with ink that I've really paid no attention that I've literally grinded without subsequently like feeling the initial grind itself. That I feel as a testament to be praised there because it's like they Nintendo, especially the makers here of Splatoon 3. This could have immediately been like a big old grind fest in order to try to grind some bit of like the, the salmon eggs and everything else to try to lead up to making things artificially inflated and stuff. But they created it in such a way to where you're splatting things not only outside in the hub world through each site, but also inside the levels too. And they all contribute to like earning these specific type of blue metals that you collect. There's like 99 in all. And it's like you get to use the various stuff. And they show you the amount that you have left after you spend a specific amount. But, uh, yeah, I've really loved that. I've loved inside of, like, the multiplayer aspect of it. I have played a lot of the different type, the matches of Split, the Splatfest. I've used this little ticket and stuff that gave me, like, double XP in regards to specific number of battles, which I then learned it's based upon match amounts. So, like, ten matches or so it was good for... 
I've used predominantly a couple of different types of weapons to begin the Splatfest stuff. I've used my dualies that I had. My dualies are pretty fun because it's like you get to get close in on the enemies, but it's a good mid-tier type of weapon in my honest opinion. Plus, it also helps that it has a dodge mechanic to where you can go through. <laughs> and then like, the Octotank stuff. I've tried the Octotank stuff like half and half, but I'm not quite used to using it yet. And that in... Honestly, if you're against an opposing team and you're close inside their base, you activate that damn thing, they're going to go for it. They're going to get into your blind spots and just kill you almost immediately if you do, like, haphazardly go through and execute it. <laughs> End up learning that a couple different times. But I'll tell you what has been an interesting surprise has been the uh, the ink brush item that I've had with the whole, like, the Tenta, like, uh, the sound wave speaker type of, like, stuff that's shooting across... Those things can target multiple different people on on the opponent's side, and it can be freaking devastating. I had it to where I bought this specific type of ink brush. It's kind of a little bit more advanced than the regular ones that uh, Sheldon does go for an offer in his weapon shop. But uh, it's an awesome close-range weapon. It was introduced in Splatoon 2 and stuff, but inside of this version and stuff, it's got max handle, max sort of like like speed and stuff doesn't have a lot of range it's specifically modeled as a close range weapon and it's so good when it comes to combining it with like like your standard like bombs and stuff and also with like the whole special that it has and it's just a blast to play because i literally went through two like one or two matches with this item in general and was getting multiple different types of kills multiple different things i wasn't feeling as readily frustrated as i was like say with either splatana or in some aspects the regular dualies that I did have because mm. these ones are a little bit more souped up as that goes on. But what I can praise upon Splatoon 3's online so far, the errors have like decreased. There have mm. been some errors that do pop up, like maybe once or twice throughout that entire five hour span. I had like errors in that regards. Two or three times I did have disconnections because people quit like during the middle of a match or something or they decided to quit just a little bit short after, but I do like it doesn't penalize you if you if you yeah. get disconnected or something like that. I like that, but uh, the online experience was actually rather rather well. It was fluid. There was hardly any type of like lag stuff present, if noticeable at all. I have not yet tried to play with a group of friends and stuff, but I do see my groups of my friends that are inside. They're like inside playing the game and stuff and they have that little avatar thing like floating and stuff inside the lobby area but uh the things i like haven't liked so much about splatoon 3 so far it's like they don't make it really obvious to where the freaking locker room is yeah like one of their yeah stuff because tyler like we were talking about right after like right before we started recording this podcast to where it's like it took us like a good solid like it took us having to go on to youtube and also reading on websites and stuff yeah. to make sure where the fuck this locker room is that they yeah. out there's no way you'd i don't know how people would find it without uh looking it up or because they don't tell you where it is it's like oh no. it's behind the gumball machine like why the fuck would i go why? there <laughs> exactly one once you find out where it is it's routinely obvious but in order for you to actually discover it, you have to be at least above level 4. Mm -hmm. It has to unlock from the general store once you update that regards. 
And uh, that's one gripe I've had. The other one has in regards to some of the learning curve for some of the online matches, especially during the whole Blackfest type of things, where, hey, even though we've played Splatoon games before in the past, like Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 2, like online, I mean, oh my gosh, the, the lumpings in regards to matching you with your current ranks and stuff, of like yeah. other players of a similar type, that is all over the place. Yeah, there's You're no, there's like none of that. Yeah, I have gotten to a point now where I am not keeping with the same teams multiple rounds, and that's because one, sometimes a lot of them just drop out entirely. But two, once you do get the match up, like with a, a team that's relatively decent, then we go on to thing together. It just simultaneously goes, and we face off against a highly skilled team, and we're just done. Like yeah. not even like a minute in, it's like completely like one sided to a fact to where multiple different members of the opposite team will spawn your bit, will actually camp at your base and go through that. And the most hilarious part is I've had one match where a team that I was facing off against was trying to do that. And I was able to not only spawn in, but go to the back of their base and coat their entire freaking side of their base and end up nice. winning the thing for my team because they were dumb enough to have all four members of their team at camping at the spawn points. Yeah. Nice. Because they thought they was so overly done in that regards, but yeah, if they did a better, if Nintendo did a better job of matching people at their like their skill, at their like skill levels, especially for those that are just entering in and then face off against people and entering in and ease them into the process that way, I mean that would be fine. But still, regardless of like like unevenness and some of the skills and stuff that against skillful players and that everything and stuff. I still had a blast playing this Splatfest. I enjoyed leveling up to this to an extent to where I am a grub champion right now. I am almost maxed out the the whole thing and stuff to the nine 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 suffer experience. I love the aspect of getting a whole bunch of different like uh multiple different types of gear and stuff, so I'm purposely trying to find more clothing items to where they have all four of the slots that I can go forth and like fill out and do all this other stuff. I I'm looking forward to getting better with upgrading my character for the online portions. I'm more excited to go forth and see what other types of weapons I can try out and have some bit of fun with and stuff because this is definitely the type of game to where I may not go and do like rank stuff necessarily. But the the meat and potatoes of this entire online experience is Turf War. And, man, it definitely feels still incredibly satisfying to play this mode. But let me tell you something. That's satisfying, but also Salmon Run is pretty fucking satisfying, too. I had a chance to play some bit of that, not last night, but a couple nights previously. And it's absolutely fun. You are automatically like uh placed inside of like uh a tutorial thing where you get to face off against multiple different types of bosses and stuff. Yep. And you know exactly how you can go through and complete, you know, beat them and stuff. This is the way you earn your battle cash. This is the way you earn the type of funds needed in order to get everything else inside of this game because if you're not playing salmon run and helping other players online and earning money that way, then you're going to have a grind just playing Turf War or playing competitive only. But uh, overall, I got to say, this is probably one of the best games that uh, Nintendo has released this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, so far I've played very good. I, like I said, I've only... Like, I just... I literally only started playing it today. 
Um, I, I like the changes to the campaign. Uh, the fact that like you can just kind of bat- you can play as few levels really as you want to. Like you can just like Absolutely. as long as you get enough to just get enough points to continue on to unlock the next areas. You can just run through the uh, my big complaint about Splatoon two that kind of stopped me from playing was like every mission was basically a tutorial. The yeah. whole thing was just like a tutorial for the the online, and it would require you to use like wep- certain weapons for each mission. This will just let you use whatever weapon you pretty much want to, but you can earn bonus points by using different weapons. Um, and then there's the ones where you want to use like the like yeah like the, the crossbow and shit like that. Some of the weapons that I don't know why you actually want to use these things. Um, they're tied to like side missions. You can like extra like missions you can do. You can just totally skip, which is great. Uh, I'm liking that, and the, the, like I like the fact. For some reason, like I, when we get to like the main actual world that you're in, and uh, it's between three. It literally is just one of the maps from Deathloop, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> when the the snow level from Deathloop is all it is, uh, which is really funny. And like I, I popped it. I'm like, well, there's the rocket from Deathloop. All right, here's the here's a little uh, base from Deathloop. All right, here's the like. The snow level from Deathloop. It's just that they just turned the Deathloop map into uh, Splatoon 3. Um, uh, That's hilarious. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought. I'm like, I'm just back in Deathloop. Uh, But uh, yeah, the online is pretty rough right now. What sucked was like, Splatoon 1 had it. I don't remember if 2 had it. But like the first, like I can't remember what level. Like I think it was like level 5 or 6. You only played against other people that were like level 5 and below. And that would be it. So it was great. So like you're playing against people that were evenly matched. And this one, I, and I don't, it definitely doesn't help that I, I started playing it during a Splatfest. But I have just been getting my fucking teeth kicked in. Um, I think like I'm like five and thirteen overall online. And I literally won the last like the last two games I played before you hopped on Discord Gables. I won. So before that, I was like three and thirteen. Uh, I was the Jacksonville Jaguars of Splatoon. Um, <laughs> It was, I was just getting my ass whooped and like, I, I was still doing like probably seven, 800, uh, points per game, but like, um, yeah, like I was just constantly like spawn, die, spawn, die. And then like, I did a couple like the, like the trio battles and stuff that unlocked today, uh, or like late in the night. And it was just like, those were even harder or like, it was basically like you were talking about people were just like standing at your, your spawn point waiting for you to come out. Uh, yeah. but they were good enough that like you couldn't sneak by him. So it was just like spawn, get a couple shots in, get wiped out, spawn, get a couple shots in and get wiped out. It was just like, it was not a great time. So, uh, but, um, I'm having a great time overall though with it. Uh, it's still fun to play. So like the games are only three minutes. Obviously there's issues like the, the switch on- online still not great. It's kind of frustrating. Yeah. When the, when the games drop out for no real reason, or like it takes you 60 seconds to 90 to get into a game. Uh, it's frustrating or like you'll wait 90 seconds and you get an air and then you got to redo the whole thing over again. Uh, yep. Stuff like that. It's kind of frustrating, but like, or like you can't, once you start, like you start the process of connecting to a game, you can't like change your gear or anything like that. Like you like, now oh, you just like you're, yeah, which was a frustration was a complaint about last, the last game, which is crazy to me that they didn't fix that. But I mean, I don't know. I, I think for what you expect for an online multiplayer focused game on the Nintendo Switch, this is the best case scenario. It actually runs really yep. well. Uh, I've had very few issues of frame rate drops online, which is surprising to me. Uh, but yeah, I think so far it's been a very good game, and I can't wait to play more of it tomorrow. 
But what I will say, though, in order to do, and I will recommend this to those that are playing Splatoon 3 if they don't know this already, when you're in the lobby, press the L button. You can actually go forth and get that whole entering into a lobby thing without having to go to the into the damn room and do it that way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Shortcut. Yeah. And hit the X button to just, instead of walking around the world, you can hit the X button. And you can just go right to the shop you want to go to, or you can go right to the lobby. You yep. don't have to, like, uh, you don't have to walk around everywhere. Because um, the world, like, I like the town that they built, Splatsville. Uh, but it's just, it, like, there's not a lot in there. Uh, I played the card game, Gables. Very yes, fun. The card game is really good. I like it yes, a lot. It yeah, I was stunned. I played like I played one game, like oh, I'll play a game, whatever, and I played it. And like next thing I know, I played seven games in a row. Uh, so uh, it's fun. It is uh, really good, actually. Yeah, so I want to, I want to kind of play some more of that too. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week, guys. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked all that, like I said, top of the show, please uh, hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell. Uh, look in our description down below. Click all the links. There's Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube uh apple podcast spotify anchor extra life is down there as well uh our, our links to our extra life pages are down there so please go down there click on those donate sign up whatever you want to do to help out would be fantastic uh but i was so tyler i've been colonel gables until next time everyone play some fun games and thank you for listening to another fun filled episode of the drunk dash nerds podcast and hey gables yeah in honor of the new AEW Tag Team Champions of the World. <laughs> Scissor me, daddy ass. There we go. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>